wrote about it in the, in the seventh chapter here of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13. And I know some of you think, well, boy, that's a weird scripture for a Christmas message. But just, just hang with me. Verse 13 says this, I was watching in the night visions. And behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. The big red man that we talk about so much this time of year, his kingdom comes on December the 25th. That's when we celebrate it. And next year, it'll come the same time, December 25th. And the year after that, if we're still around, it'll still come on December the 25th. And since you we can go on and on and on. But when the guy comes that I'm talking about, his kingdom reigns forever. His dominion reigns forever. It's not going to happen every year. Jesus Christ is going to come one time and he's coming after a church that is blood bought. He's coming after a church that's looking for him. He's coming after a church that is anticipating his return. He's coming after a church that's excited about his return. He's coming after a church that's enthused about his return. He's coming after a people that has nothing else to worry about except their life and their soul. God, I want to make sure that my life is ready to go. I want to make sure that my life is pure. I want to make sure that my mind is set straight. I want to make sure that I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ because if you're here this morning and you've been blood bought today, can I tell you, you've got the greatest gift that'll ever come to you that you'll ever open up and that's just to hear him say, hey, Trina, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I know you've been 30 year drug addict or whatever, but you've given your heart to God, welcome and thou good and faithful servant, come on in and let me show you the joys of the Lord today. I don't know about you, but if that don't excite you, I I can't say nothing else that's going to excite you this morning. What a day that's going to be when my Savior's face we'll see. And we hear him say, well done. And we hear him say, come on in. This is the place that I've prepared for you. These are the things that you've preached about. These are the things that you've studied. These are the things that you've looked at. These are the things that you've prayed about. I mean, do you understand the scripture that I said? It it just simply talks about in a vision. Daniel says that he saw the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. With glory and with power. All the people and nations everywhere, the Bible says, everywhere they begin to worship him. I was thinking this morning also. Sometimes we come to church and it's a little dead. Sometimes we come to church and we don't feel like nothing's moving. Well, can I get on to you just a little bit? Then move something. What are you waiting for? Move something. Because the scripture says, if you don't cry out, I'll command the stones to cry out. I don't want no stone worshiping the Lord in my place. I don't want no tree worshiping God in my place. I want to give him praise. And I want to give him praise. If every breath in my body, that's all I can do. Brother Roger, let me praise him for who he is in my life today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel said he saw the Son of Man come in the clouds of heaven. Daniel wasn't the only one that was talking about this. Matter of fact, if you look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Boy, I like that scripture. He's going to come with a shout. You're going to hear him come. 
You're going to hear him come with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, the scripture says, therefore, once you know this, once you understand this, therefore, comfort one another with these words. What words, pastor? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming to town. He ain't going to be wearing a big red suit but he's coming to town he ain't gonna be on no sleigh and a little tiny reindeer but he's coming to town I don't know how he's gonna come but the Bible said he'll come in the clouds of glory hallelujah I'm getting ahead of myself right now I gotta I gotta stop Jesus understand isn't sending an ambassador he's coming himself He's not sending somebody else in his place. He's coming himself. And we need to be ready for that day. Hallelujah. And we should be excited about his coming. Amen. Do you realize that we're commanded to look forward to the Lord's coming? In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 11, the Bible says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Let me ask you something, mom and dad. Are you ready to go? Are you looking for him? Let me ask you something, young person. Are you looking for the Lord Jesus Christ to come? Because it could happen today. And in this text here, Peter asked the question uh, to the people. He says, what kind of people should you be? And he goes on and answers his own question and he says you should live holy lives Peter said you should serve God as you wait for and look for the coming of the Lord can I tell you I'm having the time of my life living today why because I'm living for the Lord Jesus Christ I'm having the time of my life looking and anticipating for the coming of Jesus Christ why because I know that my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life and if I had any inkling whatsoever that it may not be be there I ought to know enough and you ought to know enough about the scriptures to make it right is that right we ought to know enough to make it right when the Lord Jesus Christ comes some of us may say well okay I'm convinced I look forward to the coming of Jesus but the question still remains how is he going to come and when is he going to come and why is he coming anyway have you ever asked yourself those questions boy I've asked myself that when is he coming Lord when are you coming when are you coming I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. When is he coming? How many knows that, that he's not coming on, as some seventh incarnation of Buddha? Uh, he ain't coming that way. He's not coming as some mystical force to be called upon those uh, like, like a Luke Skywalker or whatever in Star Wars or something like that. He he's not coming like that. The Bible says in Matthew 24, it says, At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other end. Are you ready to go? Because when he comes, a shout will take place, a trumpet sound will take place, and he'll begin to gather his people. 
people from the north and the south and the east and the west. And matter of fact, it goes on to say every eye will see him. Every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. And if you ain't bowing before him right now, there's coming a day that you will bow before the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if the Bible is true and we believe that it to be true, even those that does not belong to the Lord, that is not part of this faith, that's not part of the way, when he comes, even the devil himself will have to bow on his knees and confess him Lord and Savior and King of Kings. Hallelujah. He's Lord today. He's powerful today. How's he going to return? He's going to return. He's going to return soon. He's going to return quickly and he's going to ride on the clouds of glory. Well, when is he coming then, Pastor? Now, hopefully we've already settled in our minds, you know, that he's coming. But when is he going to come? We've asked ourselves that question before. We, we know that if we don't have, have our presents bought at Christmas time, you know, we may be in trouble. You know, we have a, because we have a deadline right there, Brother Reigns. I mean, December 25th is the deadline. You're supposed to have everything done, all the presents bought, all the presents wrapped, all the bows tucked under the tree, and all that kind of stuff. Karen and I, we got our Christmas tree up in the house. It's been up two weeks. We ain't got nothing on it yet. We're just looking at a tree. I don't know if we've ever done that before, but we got tree, green, and it's got lights on it. Sometimes we'll turn the lights on. We just look at the tree. Some point in time before then, we'll put something on it. But right now, it ain't nothing on there. But by Christmas Day, everything is supposed to be ready. You know, the problem that we have, we, 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 we don't know the time that Jesus is coming. We don't have a deadline, so to speak, of when Jesus is coming. We know that he's coming soon. We, we can look in the scriptures and we can understand that all the signs of the times and all those things has already taken place. We know that he's coming. We understand that because the scripture tells us in Matthew that Jesus left the temple. He was walking away when his disciples came up to him and called his attention to the buildings there in Jerusalem. You remember that? He says, do you see all these things? He said, truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left upon another. Every one will be thrown down. And as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Lord, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age, and as it was in the days of Noah, he said, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days of the flood, people were eating, people were drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage up to the day. Noah entered the ark and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be, the Lord says, when the coming of the Son of Man. I don't know if you noticed or not, but if you can look across your television set and you can look across your city today and you can look across the newspapers today, it just appears to me that everybody is going through life and living life and pouring it up as if nothing is going to take place. But I will tell you, it's going to take place. And in an hour that you think not, the Scripture says that's how it's going to be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the hand mill, one will be taken, and the other left. Therefore, he says, keep watch. Look at your neighbor and say, keep watch, keep watch, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time the night of the thief was come, he would have kept watch and he would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour that you do not expect it. 
He's coming. He's coming to town. He's coming to town. And Jesus says, when you least expect it, expect him. What time would that be? What time would that be for you? What time of the day would that be for you? Surely not. You know, you, you, surely some of us, we ain't, we're not crazy enough to say, Lord, I would really like for you to hold off until after Christmas. Or I would really like for you to hold off until the New Year's. I want to tell you something, honey. I don't care if my tree is decorated or not. I don't care if I got presents underneath the tree that I've spent hundreds of dollars on. If he wants to come. Come at 11.59 on the 24th. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Because I ain't got nothing left here on this lot that I need. All I need is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that how you feel about it? I mean, really. We'll have a good time. We're planning for those kind of things. But if Jesus wants to break up the plans, then so be it. So be it. Hallelujah. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, I don't need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, the Scripture says. So Paul here is encouraging us to avoid setting dates. Now, I don't have time, but I started to give you a list of all the dates down through time of people that said, okay, Jesus is coming on this day. You remember that? I mean, the most, the, 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 you know, one of the ones is 1988. You remember that one? 88 reasons why the Lord's going to come in 1988. And there's, there's so many other dates. Well, that date has come and gone. I have gotten a, a year older since then. You have too. Matter of fact, I've got a lot of years older since then. But, but when is the Lord coming? And, and then why is he going to come? Why is he coming? He's going to come as a thief in the night. He's going to come when we least expect it. So, folks, I, you need to expect the Lord come. You need to be expect because if you're expecting the Lord to come, you're anticipating his return. You're not going to miss Jesus Christ. You're not going to miss him. Thirdly, this morning is why is he returning? We've looked at how Jesus is going to turn and, 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 and all of those kind of things. Why, why, why? There's a couple of reasons. You may put other reasons to it, but let me give you a couple of reasons. First of all, which is the most exciting for me, he's coming for you and me. He's coming for you and me. Did he not say, I've got to go away to my father's house, and if I go away, I'm going to come again. I'm going to receive you. I'm going to take you back, in other words. I'm going to take you back with me. Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. He told his disciples, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. He said, in trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare that place for you, I will come again. Hallelujah. He didn't say, I'm thinking about it. He didn't say, I've got to get a plane ticket. He didn't say all those kind of things. If all the logistics work out and all of that, he just simply says, I will come again and take you back with me that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a second reason why Jesus is returning. This is pretty exciting as well. And we we don't want to miss this. Jesus came the first time, if you remember, as a servant. Did he not? He went to the slaughterhouse as a lamb. He hung on the cross. He shed his life. He shed his blood. All those things. He was beaten. He was rejected by those he came to save for their sins. He's coming back. He's coming. But this time, he's not coming as a sacrificing servant. He's not coming as, a, as one, of those, one of those servants that, that goes to the slaughterhouse and goes to the cross all over again. But this time when he comes, he's coming in all of his glory to rule and to reign as an exalted king of all creation. Because he told us in Revelations chapter 11, he said the seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom 
of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ. And He will reign forever and forever. And the 24 elders, they said, who were seated on their thrones before God, they fell on their faces and they worshiped God saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is, the one who was, and because you've taken your great power, you have begun to reign. Can I tell you, they're there today. They're there at this moment. They're there right now, bowing down before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, who was and is and is to come. Who was and is and is to come. Can I tell you, there's coming a day. They're going to have to shut up because he is going to come. And he's going to have to take his people on. We get to worship. And then we get to praise the name of the Lord. Matter of fact, they need a little break, I would think. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give thanks to God today. He's coming to town. He's coming to town. I hope you've gotten the message today. I've left off a whole bunch of this. But I hope you've gotten the message. He's coming to town. We're talking about Jesus today. We're talking about Jesus. We're not talking about Muhammad. We're not talking about Buddha. We're not talking about Yogi or Jim Morrison or whoever else for that matter. We're talking about Jesus. He's the one that's coming to town. God has anointed and exalted Jesus. His name above every other name. Every knee, Philippians said. Every knee. Matter of fact, not not Philippians, but every knee is going to bow before him. Philippians says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any of affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded having the same love being of one accord and of one mind let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 it says therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow every tongue in heaven and in earth and under the sun and, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, I just wish there's somebody in the house that right now we could give him praise because he's coming. He's coming. He's coming to town. And right now, Father, we glorify you and we worship you today. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And then last this morning, when he comes... The Bible says he's going to bring good gifts to his people. Now, you may want a PlayStation for Christmas. You may want a new car. You may want a new truck. You may want something for the house or carpet or I don't know, whatever. But I can assure you of one thing, that whatever you open up this Christmas, that it will eventually wear out. It'll eventually break down. Sometimes it, it, it might even break down on Christmas Day. You know, I, I've saw kids with their new toys and stuff. They'll, they'll break them that day because they play them so hard. It may wear out because, as I said, you've used it too much. It may wear out because you get bored with it. You never pick it up again. But I assure you that whatever you get is going to wear out. But here's the thing. When Jesus gives gifts, they never wear out. Hallelujah. He has come to give us eternal life. The privilege of sharing eternity before his glorious throne. James said this in chapter 1 verse 17. He said, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. 
He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. His gifts will never wear out. Guys, I, want you, I don't know if you have any music, but give me some music for altar service right quick if you don't mind. And, and whenever you get it, just go ahead and play that just real softly. I don't want the musicians to come uh, this morning. Every good gift and perfect gift is from above. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm excited about Jesus coming to town. I'm excited about Jesus coming to town. I, I don't know the hours I said. I don't know the day. I, I don't know, you know, what kind of period, you know, time space it's, that's going to be from now until his return. But I know this. He's coming to town. He's coming to town. He's coming back for those who have received him as king. He's coming back for those that has received him as Lord of their life. And when he comes back, there'll be no mistaking it. Government won't be able to stop him. National Guard ain't going to be able to stop him. He's coming to town. He's coming to town. He's not going to be riding, as I said earlier, on a sleigh with reindeer. Uh Uh-uh. He's coming in the clouds of glory. His radiance will flood the universe. Where is your excitement today? Where is your excitement today concerning Christ? Where is your excitement today? The questions I have for you, are you overburdened by your list of things to do, which seems twice as long sometimes as, as the kids' Christmas list, because we're so busy, we're so a little softer, a little, little slower music if you don't mind, little, little, uh, because our list is so big and we've got so many things to do that we don't know, that we don't know how we're going to get all these things done. We're burned down by all of that. Are you excited to see family and friends as, as they get ready to come in? Are you excited because he's coming to town? Somebody made this statement. He said, all glory to Jesus, begotten of God, the great I am is he. Creator, sustainer, but wonder of all, the Lamb of Calvary. To think that the guardian of planets in space, the shepherd of the stars, is tenderly leading the church of his love by hands, with crimson scars. The King of all kings and the Lord of all lords will reign. He reigns in glory now. Someday he is coming, earth's kingdom to claim, and every knee shall bow. Hallelujah. And I can say amen and amen and amen. Why, Pastor? Because he is coming to town. He is coming to town. I want every head bowed and every eye closed real quick. And I know we've already had an altar service per se, but I don't want to miss this opportunity just in case you didn't respond at the first altar call that God gave. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want to tell you something, friend. One of the greatest things that you could do for yourself this Christmas, the greatest things that you could do for yourself this Christmas is invite Jesus into your heart to ask him to come in. And right where you're seated, right at this quietness of this moment, would you just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all the wrong things and doings that I that have committed. Take my ugliness and make it right as I stand before you. Take the, the blackness of sin that I've got in my life. And make it holy and make it white as I stand before you today. Would you pray that prayer? Would you pray that prayer wherever you're sitting today? And ask His touch, His salvation into your heart today. 
Father, I ask that if there's any person that's here today that's done that, Lord, let them know some way who through the Holy Spirit, let them know that, that you have come in, that you have sealed the deal through what you've done on the cross of Calvary. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. God, I'm excited today for your return. Christmas is a wonderful season. It's probably my favorite season of the year. Because of all the festivities and all the things that's going on. But God, I can think of nothing higher than your return. What a joy, what a time it's going to be. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity that we will have when we stand before you today. And God, I, I pray that if all the, the hustle and the bustle of Christmas this season, don't, don't let us, oh God, don't let us, oh Father, get so sidetracked by all that stuff that we miss our relationship with you. Help us to keep the right spirit. Help us to keep the right attitude concerning Christmas. Christmas is all about you. It's about the Christ child that came. Because the Christ child came, Lord, you give us life and you give it to us more abundantly. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. And now we look to you as our Father. We look to you as the exalted one. We look to you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we bless you today.